Here's what's coming up on today's show. They lost some really good years pulling out of the market too early, just trying to time it by this rule of thumb. So you got to be careful with this one. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast with Mike Koinen, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George, and we're going to talk today about some rules of thumb. Mike, I know um, what you do is is all customized with all the, the people you work with and your clients and, and you know the real reason why you work with a financial advisor. But there are still some general rules of thumb that are still out there. And I don't know, maybe you follow some of these potentially? Yeah, we do follow, I think, majority of these. Um, and again, like you said, they are a rule of thumb. They're not like it's black and white. This is how it should be only all the time. Right? Right. Exactly. So we want to, we want to just talk about whether or not you should follow these popular rules of thumb. Um, you might've heard of them before, but if you haven't, we'll explain them as well and, and explain why they're useful potentially and why maybe they're not for everyone. So that'll be the goal today on the podcast. And you can find everything we do online, principalpreservationservices.com. Also, Make sure you check out uh, Mike's YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. Some good content there as well. If you'd like uh, the video version of stuff, there's some quick, easy, uh, consumable content there to help you learn more about financial planning. So, uh, Mike, let's jump into these rules today. And again, we'll try to get to some mailbag questions at the end as well, if we have some time. Um, The rule of 100, which is uh, 100 minus your age is the amount of risk you should have. So quickly explain that to us. And is this something that you follow? Yeah, and I think we've I think the numbers have kind of been updated. I've heard 100, I've heard 110 because people are living longer, so mortality age have, has expanded. I don't think people are living to 110, but yeah, we we kind of look at that as well. The older you get, I mean, this just makes sense. The older we get, the less risk we should have, right? I mean, typically that's yeah. it makes sense. People nod their head, yeah, of course. So, you know, if you're 65 years old based off of this, 35% of your money should be invested at risk in the market. The other part shouldn't be because you can't afford to, you know, to take as much hits or the risk that you did 20, 30 years ago because now you're A, you're, you're retired or close to retirement and time is not on your side for to make up any losses. And again, now I use typically the rule of 110 um, as kind of the newer numbers I've heard. So about 45% of your retirement dollars should be at risk for the market. And I think that's getting close and everybody has different tolerance for risk. So that's, again, like it's a rule of thumb. Some people want less risk than that. Some people want more risk than that. And some people uh, can afford more risk because they have larger accounts. And doesn't mean just because you have larger accounts, you have to, but it's just kind of a, again, you know, bird's eye picture of saying, this is kind of roughly where you should be. Yeah, it's always good to kind of have that general guidance, although your specific situation might be a little bit different. All right. Uh, the 75% rule, which is that once you retire, you're going to need about 75% as much income as you had while you were working. Most of the time, that's true, I believe. Um, some people are spending just as much or more maybe in their first five years because they've you know, they've just been hammering down their their job and their debt, and now they, and they haven't had the ability to go travel. And so I've seen some people with some really extensive travel budgets. But when you think about for a lot of people, um, you you just get your mortgage paid off right before or at retirement. Uh, You're not making contributions into your 401ks or IRAs. So that's not coming out of your paychecks anymore. You're not buying work clothes. You're not driving to work. You don't pay parking expenses for a lot of people who work downtown, lunch expenses and so on. So 
when we sh- you show the numbers, like yeah, actually we could live off about 80 percent of roughly what we what we make, and I think that does fit majority of people when you put it that way. And you just have to think about sometimes people are maxing out their you know their four hundred one ks, and that's over two thousand dollars a month contribution. And when you take that out of the picture, you say, yeah, I can afford to live a little less than I thought. All right, that's a good one there. So generally correct the seventy five yeah. percent rule. Uh, the rule of seventy two. This one you got to do a little bit more math on, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. When you're just trying to think, how long is it going going to take for your money to double? And so, if you take your uh, rate of return and just say you're getting eight percent rate of return, seventy two divided by eight will give you nine. So it's going to take nine years for your money to double. Um, if that rate of return was ten, you're going to it's, it's going to take 7.2 years for that money to double. Um, if your rate of return was 6%, 72 divided by 6, it's going to take 12 years for your money to double. So it's just a good number to, to think, you know, what kind of rate of return am I getting? How long is it going to take for this to happen? It's just a good figure to have when you're running numbers. So that one is just, it's, it's good to remember. It's, it's obviously black and white because it's math and you can't really refute that, but it is a useful one to remember. Right. Um, a few more here, Mike. What about the rule of five? Um, the, the rule that we experience a bear market kind of every five years. Is that safe to kind of follow? Yeah, roughly. Um, obviously, we had the longest bull run in history that ended here, you know, a couple of years ago with the coronavirus bubble, but um, that was the longest run we've had, 10 years, you know, that bear market. But typically, there's like a seven-year cycle. You know, usually have, you know, five-year bull run, two-year, you know, year-and-a-half, two-year bear market. So that's about a seven-year cycle. So about every five years, uh, yeah, you're going to you come out of the expansion and growth and the market peaks, and then you hit this, you know, contraction in the market, and that bear market about every five years is about normal. Um, again, it's, it's something just to predict you know so it was hard you know when we look at when the market started recovering from the real estate bubble in 2009 you know so some people are like in 2014 they're like i think it's going to happen any day now well if a lot of people i knew were, were pulling out of the market because they're just trying to follow this rule of thumb but it hurt them because the market didn't start dropping until 2020 they lost some really good years pulling out of the market too early just trying to time it by this rule of thumb so you got to be careful with this one yeah and this is just a good reminder for people too that the market is going to go down again just so be prepared for that the bear market to come it's going to happen many times over yes not a matter of of if it's just when really yeah which again is a good reminder why you plan so if you don't have a plan and and you're listening to this hopefully you will take that the initiative and and begin that process again you can get in touch with mike over principal preservation services that number 855-987-8888 all right, uh, the rule of 10, you have 10 times your salary saved for retirement by the age of 67. I'm really curious if this is something that you see regularly. <laughs> I don't see this regularly, okay. and I know this is a fidelity thing. Um, I think it's it could be a good barometer for where you're at and maybe goal to be, but I'm finding a lot of people don't need 10 times their salary. Some people need more. This is not retirement planning is what I want to just put an asterisk next to this is because this is not planning. This is just, um, you know, may, maybe two-thirds of the people fit in this category, right? So uh, this is not a plan. We want to make sure, like Ben just mentioned, come in and do a plan. Find out what is your expenses, what is your, you know, your income in retirement, your, your outgoing expenses, how long is your money going to last, what's your, you know, average rate of return going to be. 
I think that's going to be a lot better indicator than just trying to, you know, I made $120,000 last year. My wife made, you know, the same, you know, 120000 So we need to have $2.4 million for retirement. What we're finding is people don't have that, right? They don't. Have, not everybody has two point four million saved for retirement, nor do they need that to stay retired. So, um, some people do, some people don't. But the key is get a plan in place. This is probably the least favorite of mine on the list <laughs> because we don't use this rule of ten. Yeah, because it also kind of assumes that your lifestyle grows and changes with the amount that you make too, right? Because I mean, if you make a hundred thousand dollars you might live just like you did when you were $50,000. So why would you need 10 times that amount, right? So I'm yeah. sure there's a huge, a huge variance here. Exactly. Okay. All right, one more for you, Mike. The 4% rule, I think this is one many people have heard of, but you can take out 4% of your portfolio each year without running out of money. Do you think that still holds true? Yeah, I believe that's real fair. Obviously, this year, the, right now, as you know, we're looking at the market today, it's upside down from where it was, you know, beginning of, uh, you know, this year, 2022, um, this number used to be higher. I mean, we used to talk about five and a half, five, you know, and I think BlackRock has come out and they've said, yeah, this is a more, a more realistic number, uh, 4%. You should be able to pull out about 4%. And really, effectively, you should be able to, if you're diversified, it depends on what risk you're at, should be able to live off the interest made and not have to touch your principal. So you should, really shouldn't have a big um, um, withdrawal you know, out of your principal at the 4%. Now, if most of your money is IRAs and you have to take RMDs, well, just in a few years of taking your RMDs, you're going to be past the 4% withdrawal anyways. Um, yeah, you can reinvest some of that money. But I think this is a safe rule of thumb that you can anticipate that for retirement. All right, a very good one there. So just some general rules of thumb. Again, these might not apply to you. So remember, you want to have a proper plan for yourself, for your needs, for your goals, and you can do that through Principal Preservation Services. Mike and his team will be happy to take care of you. Just start by logging on, principalpreservationservices.com, or you can call them if you prefer to do that at 855-987-8888. A couple offices there, one over in Woodbury, Minnesota, and then across the line in Hudson, Wisconsin, so whatever is most convenient for you. All right, let's dive into the mailbag. A couple of questions to throw your way, Mike, before we get out okay. of here today. Uh, let's start with one from Carrie. says, I just started a new job that has higher upside than my previous job, but a lower base salary. I'm counting on some big commissions in my future, but my base salary is low enough that it would be hard to contribute to a 401k and still pay my bills. Is it okay to just use my commissions for retirement savings, even though those payments will be somewhat irregular? Yeah, and that's tough too, especially when you're a new job. And I hope that your new job is going to pan out just like they said it would, you know, expected commissions. Because you see some people and they're like, they said I was going to make this in commissions. I didn't make anything close to that. And I hope that's not the case for you, Carrie. My recommendation, if you could, I know that you said things are tight, but I would do whatever you could do. And especially the first year until you're getting these commissions on a regular basis. Because I, I think, yeah, you could use those commissions to fund your 401k. Um, but that free match. I don't know what the match is, you know, with that employer, but if you can afford to get that maybe 3% or 4 or 5% match, and then whatever you do with the 401ks, uh, whatever you do with your commissions, put a little extra in your 401ks if you can. If you can't do that, then yeah, um, I hope the commission thing works out. Use your commissions to fund your 401k. Yeah, those commission jobs are tough, right, Mike? I'm sure there's a lot of people that work with that, and, and you just never know paycheck to paycheck exactly how much you have to contribute. Yeah, you just don't know. And, and some people, 
Um, you know, like I've just thought about my son-in-law when, you know, he was working for a company and said with commissions, you're going to make so-and-so. And he goes, I, I wasn't even close to that. <laughs> I wasn't close to what they said I'd make, hmm. you know, so I, I just, that came to mind right away. So I was just concerned to make sure that I hope the commissions are going to be as good or better than what they said it would be. Right. All right. Let's take another question from Mark. Since I was under the impression that the tax laws from a few years ago would mainly benefit rich people, but I'm the definition of middle class and it appears my taxes were a lot lower again this year than they were a few years ago. Do you think I did something wrong? No, I don't think so, Mark. I, I think really, um, you know, it depends on the, the source you got your information from, but um, it was really a good tax cut for the middle class. And so all the tax brackets did change. I mean, we, the the 15% went to a 12% bracket, you know, and the other one is a 22 bracket that used to be uh, 24, 25. It's already been a few years. So uh, they all say we already saved a little bit of money, saved, you know, two to 3% in, in, uh, you know, taxes. So that, that did make a big difference. So you're not probably doing your taxes wrong. You're, you just, we're figuring some higher taxes than, than what they, um, what they really are. So. Okay. Good question, Mark. Uh, let's do one more from Doris. I'm a very, very conservative investor and have about 80% of my 401k money in a money market fund. I know that's probably not the best idea, but I'm afraid of making the wrong choice at the wrong time if I take on too much risk. How badly am I hurting myself with this approach? Well, Doris, all depends on how long you've had your money in the money market. If you had it in 80% of your money in money market, you know, this year, you, you're probably happy because you're not taking those those hits to the portfolio like majority of people have been taking this year because you didn't have that risk in that majority of your money. So now, Doris, all depends on when you're looking to retire. If you're looking to retire soon, um, you probably don't need to make a big change, right? Because uh, you, the worst thing time for you to take a hit, your portfolio is right at retirement or, you know, the first couple of years prior or, or uh, into retirement that'll affect your how you you know you know how you live and your lifestyle in retirement so it all depends doris now if you have time on your side if you're not looking to retire for another four to ten years um, i think you should uh, look at this long term and put money into the market and you know right now you got to look at now's a good time if you had money sitting in the money market you can buy investments at a lower price you're getting a, a, a better value than what people had before. So it's a good idea to can, can, you know, put money into the market if you can, uh, if you're not looking to retire soon. All right, very good. Well, thank you for those questions. If you have them for us, send them in. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website. We put all the podcasts there, so you want to go back and listen. Plenty of great content there to, to continue to educate yourself on financial planning. And also make sure you check out Mike's YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. All right, Mike, thanks as always. Uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Sounds good, Ben. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast from Mike Coyne and over at Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.